Hello and welcome back to the first episode this year of the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. I'm your host Jacob Santamaria and after a long off season and a highly anticipated football season we are about to kick off. We're a couple of days out uh, at the time of recording this big pre-season has come about and I cannot wait. I can't wait and I bet, I bet a lot of you guys can't wait as, as well. Honestly I think with uh, the preseason going the way it's gone, Carlton beating the reigning premiers in Melbourne in a practice match, and you know Michael Voss becoming the coach in the off season, Brian Cook coming down as the CEO, uh, Sam Doherty's long-awaited return um, from, from his uh, from his cancer scare. I think I think there's so much to be excited about. So much to be excited about. Let's um let's start with the preseason. Um. I went to that Carlton-Melbourne practice match and let me just say, yes, it was a practice match. Yes, yes, we all know, but what a competitive practice match it was. I mean, I I was watching quite closely while I was at the game and I definitely thought to myself that the intensity for a practice match was very, very high. Like, let me just call it for what it is. I think the Blues won a game that Melbourne wanted to win, even though it was a practice all in all. I um, I think we won a game against a better side and I don't I don't think you can fault that in any way it's a, it's a good it's a good sign it's nothing to get too worked up over 100% but here we are here we are we uh, play the Richmond Football Club in a couple of days uh, Vossi's new look blues I'm, I'm really expecting a little bit different I think our last couple of coaches we've really lacked a you know a lot of um setups and a real brand of footy you know we, we don't really have any any game plan that the supporters like can point to and say yeah that's what we're trying to do um and obviously last year we saw that our own players obviously said they didn't really understand the game plan themselves so i think um i think this year with michael voss as the head coach i think that issue will be addressed which i think is the biggest issue over the last couple of years for us because if you if your own football players don't even know what the game plan is really i mean i can't imagine it's getting executed too well then they look um i think under michael voss i think there's going to be a lot of changes i think the uh the list has gotten another year to develop and grow and we've also um obviously added a couple of recruits in chero hewitt um and lewis young as well of course so I think with where we're at this year, I truly do believe this is the year that things are going to be different. New CEO, new head coach, another year into the rebuild. I think this has to be the year. I mean, yeah, I might look back on this at the end of the year and think, oh God, what an idiot, what a naive, uh, typical true blue Carlton supporter I am. But I really hope I don't. I, I really do believe in this side. I think, I think we're primed to just go ready. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you would know that we have the easiest draw in the competition this year. A new coach, a new CEO. We couldn't have really played much worse than what we did last year. And when I just think about all that, and I think, wow, like how bad we were last year. Like I really don't think we could have been any worse. I really don't think we could have finished lower than what we did. We dropped so many games that we shouldn't have. Um, and I just think with a new coach, a better system in place, few recruits, another year of development, how how can't we make that jump? Uh, I'll I'll state it right off the bat. I think finals is a pass because I don't think I don't think 
nine for ten this year with this list is good enough. I think this is a finals list. I think it's yeah, a bit stiff to ask a first year head coach going to make finals straight away. Um, look, at the end of the day, I think it's a goal. He's, he's, he's got a set and he's got to want to hit it. And if he doesn't hit it, obviously he's not going to get the sack after a year kind of thing. But I definitely think that is what I'll be judging uh, this season on. Finals, football. Um, playing a final would just be a massive pass mark for the Carlton Football Club. We haven't done it. Uh, nine years now. Nine years. <laughs> I mean, God, I, I don't, I don't think I need to state how upsetting that is for us. But I really think this is the. Um, I believe in us, and I think if Michael Voss can get it done, I think it'll be, it'll definitely make all us fans uh, really hop in that bandwagon again. And he's spoken a lot about earning the respect back and. Yeah, we, we have no respect as a football club. Like, we're the laughing stock of the AFL. We pretty much have been over the last 15, 20 years, really. I mean, we've made finals maybe four or five times in 20 years. Uh, we haven't made it in nine straight. We, we're, we're, we're at the bottom of the, of the barrel. And um, it's time to start clawing our way back and become a respectable football side, one that other teams fear and don't want to play against. And... I think with um, I think with this list, this coach, once again, I do think we will play finals this year, and I think this is the year. So, be excited, Blues fans! It's going to be a good year. There's a lot to look forward to. Uh, I yeah, I just absolutely can't wait. We've got round one starting this Thursday against Richmond. We've lost the uh, season opener game, which I'm absolutely gutted about because I think this is the year that we do turn it around. Um, I've been pretty impressed with some of our um, with our matches in the preseason. Uh, obviously, playing against the Saints and Melbourne, both wins. Um, I thought a great way to start um, this segment of the first uh, episode would be to actually talk about my best twenty-two at the end of the year. What in a world of obviously no injuries at the end of the year, like what what do I think our best twenty-two is going to look like? Because um. Look, this year, obviously, I want us to make finals, but I'm, I'm really looking towards that development of a lot of blokes, a few a few uh, players we have to revive their careers, a couple of players to take that next step um, in their development. So, yeah, let's um let's have a look. So, from the full-backs, I've gone Liam Soccer, uh, Wiedering, uh, Nick Newman. Across the flanks, I've gone Sadi, uh, McGovern, and Zachy Williams. Across the middle, I've got Doherty on one wing, Cripps through the middle, and O'Brien on the other wing. Uh, the forward flanks, I've gone Zach Fisher, Charlie Kerno, and Jack Silvani. And deep forward, I've gone Jack Martin, Harry Mackay, and Josh Honey. In the middle, I've got TDK, Walsh, and Chera. And on the bench, I have Hewitt, Kennedy, Durden, and Kemp. So that's where I think the best 22 is. At the end of the year, I um I chose to put Jack Marlin deep forward. I think uh I think I like the idea of of Zach Fisher playing up the ground. I, th- I know we all a lot of people see him as our small like you know he could be that like always type small forward. Uh you know, but no, like he's he's just not that. He he doesn't have the same pressure. I think when he plays that small forward role and his goal sense just isn't the same. I, li- I like him a little bit more up the ground. I think he's got a, like a great field kick, um, not, not a good uh, goal kick really. 
And I think he's got great vision, so I like him a little bit more up the ground. I think Jack Martin, as much as I like him on the half-forward flank as well, I just think that he's better deeper than what Zach Fisher is. I think uh, up the ground, they're both, like, they can both do the same thing, but I just think um, as a pocket, I think Jack Martin can just be a little bit more dangerous in front of goals, which is the reason why I've done that. Um, look, obviously, this is barring all injuries, of course, which is pretty um, pretty impossible, really. But um, the emergencies, so I've, I've got Dow, always, then you get to like Ed Kerno, uh, David Cunningham, we don't know what's going to happen with him. You know, uh, we've got Lockie Plowman, Fogarty, Pidney, McDonald, Setterfield, Lewis Young. So we've still got a fair bit of bet, uh, a, a fair bit of depth in that team. So if you've you've got a couple of good emergencies, you've got a couple of good plays in the twos that can always, you know, be coming in. Uh, I think the interesting one here is Dow, obviously, because he's he's really young. Uh, the issue with me was I, I couldn't find a spot to actually fit him in the team. I thought, okay, I like Dow, but he's a midfielder so who do I put in who do I put in for Dow who, who do you put in for Dow like so I think it's an important question because you think okay well yeah when that best when we've got everyone healthy is Dow in that best 22 mm, yeah maybe in, in a lot of people's he will be uh, for me he's fringe I just think with the additions of Hewitt and Chera I think that just pushes him out a little bit uh, look I'm a big I'm a big fan of O'Brien on that wing. Uh, some people might say they don't like him, or you could even take Doherty um, off that wing, push him to the push him to either one of the halfbacks or even a pocket, um, and bring him down on, on one of the wings. Uh, really, just depends. But for me, I, I I really like the Doherty O'Brien on the wings. I, I like both of them are pretty good kicks. Um, and obviously O'Brien's quite an amazing runner. But Dow, I, I haven't really seen enough of him to really make me put him in the team over any of those blokes. So at least I know with O'Brien, I'm getting a reliable kick inside 50 all the time, a great runner. Um, you know, I just can't put him above a chair or a Hewitt at this stage. So I think one of the big things this year is actually going to be the development of guys like Dow and and Always. I mean, Always had such a terrific year last year. I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe when I actually came to thinking about who's our best 22 if I actually want him in the team. I mean, he's definitely shown me more than Kemp. I just think by the end of the year, Kemp, I, I rate this kid. I think he's got he's got a lot of potential. And I think by the end of this year, he'll definitely uh, rise a lot. So I think for blokes like Dow and Owies, um, Durden, even even Honey, I think they're all going to really be uh, fighting for similar spots. Obviously, Dow's more of a midfielder compared to the rest. Um, but yeah, even like Ed Kerno, uh, you know, is, is he in their best 22? Um if he's not a midfielder, I I don't think so. Uh, I'd love to actually see a position change for Ed Kerno this year, to be honest. I'd, I'd love to see Ed Kerno playing as maybe even that back pocket. Uh, obviously, right now, Stocker's injured, who was uh, one of my starting back pockets. I'd, lo- I'd be happy to see Ed take on a back pocket. Just lock down on your man. He's a great runner. Um, he's always willing to play for the team. He's always played that kind of defensive kind of midfield role, so like I feel like, you know, he might be able to transition into that role um, pretty seamlessly because like he does have that defensive type mindset um, first before like um, obviously like some blokes in the AFL who are like all about getting a kick and blazing guns. I think Ed is always, yeah, like uh, focused on his man, focused on two-way footy, not just um, blazing guns. So I think him going to the back line could like be a little bit of a saving grace for his career like 
because really where, where are we going to be playing him off the half forwards um, rotating to the middle very rarely I mean I don't really like him off the half forward he's a, he's a horrible kick of the footy I mean he manages he can manage to kick a few goals of um, when he goes forward as you've probably seen in the practice and even late last year I think he kicked three goals in the last game um, but yeah I, I think Ed Kerno look he, he'll obviously uh, play in the middle if if we have a few injuries or he can uh, definitely go on a bit of a wing I'm, I'm happy for him to rotate on the wings but I wouldn't mind shifting him to you know that deep that you know deep you know that uh, mid-sized defender like a kind of plan and stock a kind type player and just bolstering um bolstering that back line and seeing if he can maybe find a different position for himself because I really do like our forwards I think we've got a lot of good forwards uh like small medium-sized forwards and you know Zach Fisher Jack Martin Honey uh obviously Sauce uh always uh so I think I and even Fogarty so I think we've got a lot of um similar type plays in the in that category and I don't really want Ed um, competing for the same spot as those guys I'd definitely rather him playing along a wing or uh, even like yeah trying something new in the back line which I think would be really interesting for his career and something that he could really adapt to to be honest but uh, okay so let's talk about um, some of my season predictions guys so I've done a couple of predictions just for the year um, our best and fairest Look, this was actually a bit of a close one because obviously everyone thinks Cripps is uh, really uh, looking good in the preseason, which he is. He's looking amazing, but Walsh is obviously going to miss at least the first few weeks. Um, so for me, it was obviously between those two and Weedering. I've I thought closely about it, and I still think it's going to be. I still think it's going to be Weedering, to be honest. I think with Chera, uh, Walsh. Cripps, Hewitt. I think there's a lot of midf- a lot more midfield depth this year. I think Walsh missing the first missing the first three games as well might just hinder him enough to um, might just slow him down enough for Weedering to take the cake off him. I do think he'll probably he'll still finish second. Walsh he close second, and I've got a, a revived Patrick Cripps in third place for our best and first, which isn't too bad at all. But um, yeah, so that's what I've gone. I've gone uh, Jacob Weeding to win our best and fairest while she's second and Paddy Cripps third. Uh, my favourite thing that I'm here to talk about today, breakout player. I had to think long and hard about this because look, there, there was a few. There was a few I thought, yeah, this guy could break out, this guy could, this guy could. There's definitely a fair few. Um, but honestly, I think I'm going to run with my heart here. And I really do, I really do trust it, and I really do believe it. But for my breakout player, I've gone Jack Silvani. Yeah, uh, I love this guy. I mean, what he did against the Saints in that first practice match—amazing. I mean, you can just see this guy each year has just gotten better and better and better. And from draft pick fifty, whatever he was, fifty something. That guy has really solidified himself in our best 22. He's He plays for the jumper. He loves working hard. I mean, you can just see the passion this guy plays with and every Carlton fan loves it. I think this is his year. I think um, I think his tank's getting better. I think he's a way better runner, much better overhead mark, starting to understand the game a little bit better, get a little bit more comfortable out there. The only thing that hasn't improved enough, which I would have loved, is his skills. His kicking is... 
Still not very good, but he's still such a smart footballer. He wins so many one-on-one battles. I love watching this guy play. And I just think this year he's going to take that next step. I really do. I think Jack Silvani is going to really become like a solid contributor week in, week out. Um, not that he already isn't. I just think he's going to just take that next step. Um, but yeah, it was a hard pick, this one. Look, if I didn't pick Silvani, I was honestly looking at... Uh, th- there were so many I was looking at, but like, just to throw a few out. There was definitely um, thinking about Zach Fisher. Uh, look, I know he hasn't shown as much as like what maybe the next bloke on this list who I'll say I was considering um, has done this preseason, but Fisher, I just think that he's gonna play. He's gonna play a bit of a different role. I I, don't, I hope they don't keep persisting with this deep forward um, type role for him because I, I I just don't think it's his best position as I've stated earlier, but. I think playing across the half forward and rotating through the midfield, which is what we saw him do a little bit more of in this preseason, I think he's really, um, I think he's just primed to have a big year. I really do. I think the fish has got talent. He has got talent. He has got such a quick first step. Uh, I love the way this guy um, kicks it to other people. Like not not the way he kicks it, just his vision, like the options he's going for. I like. The options he's he's taking, he's not just going for the little cheap kicks. He's going he's going long down the line, trying to switch it up. I love that this guy. He brings a bit of an X factor when he gets the ball. He's either trying to take on a player or two, sidestep, you know, make something happen, or else he's not going for that little fifteen meter kick. He's looking for that thirty meter switch across the other side. I mean, uh, I just think that this year we're going to see the best of Zach Fisher, and he's going to really start to get confident. And once he gets confident, he's going to find his feet really really quickly. So watch out for him. Uh, but the next bloke on this list was actually Matt Kennedy. How can you not love what this guy put together in the preseason? I mean, this guy's looking like a tank. He's um, he's kind of looking like a like a Crips two almost. He's he's like he's a running mate, you know. He's um he's put on his size. He's overhead marking. He's looking amazing. He's uh, moving around the ground really well. Um, and he's he's even kicked a couple of snags. I mean, this guy he can. We know he's got the ability to go forward and kick goals, but he's really established himself as a midfielder. And I've actually always been one of the ones who said I actually like him as that medium typed forward. But yeah, he's he's a certified himself in the midfield group. But it's great because he can obviously still switch forward and really rotate. So um, I think between those three. Uh, Silvani, Fisher and Kennedy I think those are all going to have um, big breakouts um, but one I just want to throw out there as well one more is Lockie O'Brien because I do think he could have a breakout yeah um, this one I'm not as confident on which is why I've put him last but I just think his skills are so crucial for our side I think once this bloke starts to find a little bit of form I mean we saw what he did against St Kilda late last year I mean this guy if we give him that opportunity, I think, I think it's going to pay off. I think he'll establish himself to definitely be a top twenty-two player um, for the Carlton Football Club, and I, th- I just think he's so crucial for us because he's 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 quite easily our best kicker, one of. And I just think on that wing, his entries inside forward fifty, they guarantee us an extra two or three goals a game. So I think Lockie O'Brien is primed for a big year as well. Um, and for my last prediction, it's um it's the over underline. Nine and a half wins. I'm taking the overs. I've actually picked us for 12 wins this year, and I've got us at seventh place. 
I think we could win 13. I'm, I'm that bullish on the Blues. I'm, yeah, I'm all in. I'm, I'm bullish on the Blues. I think we definitely make finals this year. I think we could make that jump to sixth, even fifth. I really do. I know some people are really going to think, wow, that's, you know, quite a lot. Don't get too ahead. But, like, I just look at our fixture and I just think we have the easiest fixture in the league. If we can't win 12 games, there's got to be something wrong. There has to be something wrong. I really think we could just be the top. We could be the team this year to pop because I think once things go right for us, they'll really go right. Um, I think our list is so much better than what people realise and I just think, mate, we won, we finished, what, 12th, 13th last year and we didn't even, we didn't even play, we didn't even play a good season of footy. We, we, we did nothing last year whatsoever to make me think that we were a final side. And we were still clinging on to those last few weeks. Oh, if we win this week, we could make it. No. This year, we have a very easy fixture that we must capitalise off. And I think I think Vossi and the boys know that. I think it's very important. I've, I've got us at 12 wins. I, I think we could win win 13 or even more, really. I really do. I, I think if we beat the teams we should win, we'll, we'll win 13 like lockdown. Uh, but that's going to depend on our consistency. Um, now look the next part of this segment I'm going to talk about five things I want to see this year so um, we're going to get into it number one players know the game plan so I've already spoken about this look our previous coaches yeah didn't really have didn't really have that you know eye catching eye that's the game plan that's the structure that's that's the brand of footy we're playing We've, we've not had that I want to see some structured footy and a result of that should be no more five-goal runs. I want to see some two-way running, controlled football. A structured game plan from the Carlton Football Club. That's what I want to see this year. It should stop us from conceding all those all those five-goal runs. So that would be the number one thing that the Blues need, that the Blues supporters should want to see this year. Number two, leading on from that structure, I really want to see us play this lock-it-in type setup that we've that I've seen us play a little bit. Um, I think we're such a good team when we really do try to lock it in into our forward half uh, like Port. We've it kind of seems like we're trying to do that a little bit more under Vossi, and I'm I'm hoping so because I think we've actually got a lot of good players that suit that type of that um that brand of footy. We've got intercept players and good um and really good contested mar- um markers in our, in our club. We've got obviously McGovern, um who's a great intercept mark down back now. We've obviously got. Uh, Jacob Wiedering down back Tom DeConning through the middle um, Paddy Cripps is a good, is a very good mark Kerno, Mackay, Kennedy We've got a lot of big bodied um, Tall tall footballers So I think we should use it to our advantage If we can uh, win the marking contest And lock it into our um, And lock it into our Ford 50 I think that's definitely um, A brand of footy that complements Our list so I'm definitely, uh, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing how well they execute it. Um, but I definitely think it'll help us win a lot more games. Number three, and this is the big one. The health of Charlie Kerno. Charlie Kerno's health this year is, um, it's definitely one of the biggest things because I think if Charlie Kerno is, if he's fully fit this year and he, if he's managed to somehow play a full year, I mean, I think that almost instantly locks us into finals. If this bloke's healthy, playing footy all year, I, I think he's kicking 
he's probably going to kick 30 goals. 25 at least, yeah. Probably kick 25 at least. I think he should definitely aim to kick 30 goals. If we had Charlie Kerner play, I don't know, we'll say he, good chance he misses a couple of games at least, but let's say if he plays, I don't know, 18, 19 games, roughly a full season, if he can kick what, one and a half goals a game in 18 games, that's a big threat in our forward line. 30 goals a game, 30 goals in a season from, from Charlie. Another 50-plus goals season from Harry Mackay. That's that's a that's a great like pairing of two key forwards, and then you've got you've got always you've got Honey, you've got Silvani, you've got Fisher, you've got Martin, you've got all these blokes who can kick goals and um, go down there and kick goals, and then when you've got those two key forwards, uh, I think that's just going to instantly make us a, a two three three win better team straight away if if Charlie can just stay healthy, and he's playing decent footy. Obviously, I mean, look, I don't think this guy's really regressed. Um, as a footballer, I mean, he's just got to find his feet again, and I think he's—I think he's a star in the making. I mean, imagine if this guy kicked forty goals or something this year. If he played a full year, I mean, would you say it's out of his possibility? God no, God no. This guy's a star. Um, I mean, and look, last year you had blokes like Zohar, uh, Himmelberg, Heaney, Bruce. These—these these are the kind of go- guys kicking 30, 33 goals a year. Um, so I, I think if he plays 18, 18, 19 games this year. It's very achievable for him to kick 30 or um, 30 plus goals. So, the health of Charlie Kerner, that's number three. Number four is the development of the kids. Now, I touched on this a little bit earlier as well. Um, I'm really looking looking at blokes like Kemp, uh, Paddy Dow, O'Brien, Kennedy, Durden, DeConning, Fisher, um, Stocker, Cunningham. I know those last two are injured at the moment. Um, but look, we need at least like two of these guys to just take that next step and really establish themselves as a consistent B-tier type footballer. I mean, like, I feel like all of these blokes can, like, play like... Oh, not all of these blokes, but I, I feel like, you know, these blokes do have the consistency to play good football, but they're just... They're all still developing, still finding their feet. So this year, I really just want these blokes to find a little bit of consistency in their game um, and just, you know, to start establishing themselves as, yep, yeah, all right, this guy's on the on the top, um, in the best 22 every week. He's he's cemented himself. He's, yep, yeah, he's good enough. He's done enough every week. He's he's too good. We really just want these, you know, second, third, fourth, and even like those fifth-year players even really to start really, okay, are they are they going to be part of this premiership side? Are they, are they good enough to be part of that premiership window that we're trying to build towards? I think the big one here is Paddy Dow. Obviously, he's the number two pick. He's the most talked about one out of these guys. But I'm actually really looking forward to, obviously, I said O'Brien quite uh, earlier. But I'm, I'm really interested in Brady Kemp. I don't know where this guy's best footy is, but he, he looks like a, just a big man, a big, tall utility. Like, put him wherever. Like, maybe he can go in the middle. Maybe he can go down back to him in the forward line. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, the development of our kids is definitely going to help us take that next step. I think we just need um, to just be competitive over spots. And if these guys are putting their best foot forward, it's going to um, raise the level of others. And um, yeah, I just think that's that's really the, the next thing I'm looking forward to. The development of the kids, just taking that next step and just, um, yeah, continuing on. And the fifth is actually... Quite, it's similar, but it's not the development of the kids. It's actually the revival of a few careers. 
So in the in the last few years, we've we've picked up Zach Williams, Mitch McGovern, and Jack Marvin. All three of them quite um, highly touted recruits. A lot of chatter around each of them, um, and I think it's fair to say that none of them have delivered up to expectation. I think Zach Williams had a really disappointing start to the season last year. He was unfit. We established he wasn't really looking to. He didn't really look like that gun midfielder that we tried to recruit. Um, look, that's okay. Can he establish himself as a really good halfback again? Look, he was—he didn't have a poor year last year. Just by his standards, we definitely want to see him play a little bit better. Like, is he like we've paid him a lot of money? Is this guy worth the big bucks? Can he can he produce an all all Australian type season? Could he? Because this guy's got all the skill in the world, um, all the skill in the world. Sometimes, I mean, I look at him and I say, "Wow!" Like, his kick's amazing when he wants. Sometimes. Sometimes he's kicking it though, and he's absolutely hacking the ball. But he's he looks like he can be a best kick in the side when he turns up. Um, but it seems to, that seems to be his biggest issue. That, like, did he turn up today? Did he not? So I'm looking forward to seeing his year. Uh, Mitch McGovern, this guy just looks like he's he looks like he's already revived his career uh, after this preseason. But I definitely think going down back just seems the natural uh, the natural move for his career. I think his career was definitely. Um, just really in strife uh, the last three years what's he really done for us he's come down he's, he's come down he's gone down back he's, he's done that position change and it's really looking to benefit him uh, I think he'll be the one out of the three that, that'll really make us proud this year and the last is Jack Martin um, look I'm not I'm not too sure what he needs to do to really I don't know get going because he's got he's got the skill he's got the talent he looks like he he shows you glimpses, but just not enough. He doesn't put it together for full quarters. He's not involved. He's not a consistent enough footballer. Um, so, yeah, so some of these blokes, if we can get them just playing better footy, and obviously I just think we're going to start becoming a better team if we start, um, if we have, obviously, the young kids developing, and then, you know, those blokes the last few years that we've recruited, if some of them can, you know, turn it around a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important for this year. Now, um, this year I was um, actually watching 360 the other night and I saw, I did see uh, Vossi on there. And look, I think one thing this year for us that we just really got to focus on, look, every year I watch the Blues, I think we're just, we're not, we don't have good skills. We're, we're, we've never been a side that has such, is poised and cleaned and, you know, can play good controlled footy because we don't have good foot skills. Uh, I feel like we haven't had in a while, and it's definitely something we're trying to improve in that in that department. I mean, if you look at our recruits over the last few years, they generally all have had good kicks, like you know, Saad, Williams, Chera, uh, Martin, McGovern. They're all generally pretty good field kicks. Um, so we're definitely like trying to address it through our recruiting. But uh, um, you look at the game against Melbourne; we still had ninety-five turnovers, and the league average is about seventy-five. Okay, so. Look, it doesn't seem like our skills are going to be uh, magically fixed after one preseason. I don't think it's something that we can just fix. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is really fixing our structure and reducing the scores from turnovers. Um, and yeah, through our setup, if we can if we can reduce um, scores of turnovers, that's going to be the biggest indicator if, if the Blues make finals or not this year. So you, so I'm going to say that one more time. 
our ability to set up behind the football and have a good structure to reduce scores of turnovers. That's going to be the number one indicator whether the Blues make finals or not. Because their skills, yes, they are below average probably compared to the rest of the league, but it's not something, we're not going to be able to just fix our skills after one preseason. Okay, we've obviously got a couple of recruits in. I know this preseason, will, yeah, you'll inc- you'll improve your skills, but there's only so much we're going to. So I think uh, really working on our setup and our structure and really knowing the game plan and what to do, I think that's the best way to really help um, battle that. And then obviously as the years go on, we'll continue to um, try counter that. But I think for, for the time being, our structure is going to be at the top of our list for why, why or why we don't make finals this year. I mean, and along with the new midfield group, I think with Chera, Hewitt, Cripps, Walsh, uh, Kennedy and Dow running through there, uh, Fisher, blokes like that, I think how well balanced we are and how well they really work together. That's going to be a really big question for this team because a few of them have have similar traits. You know, we've spoken in the past about Cripps and Kennedy being quite similar, you know, being too... Um, the pace of all our midfielders being too one-dimensional. So, you know, I'm going to be really interested to see how, you know, what combinations we're throwing in there and how well we're working together, the two-way running and the defensive side of the game that our midfielders uh, take on board this year. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things for us this year. Um, I'm going to get stuck into round one now, guys. Um, the teams are going to be released, obviously, the night before. So I'm going to, I'm going to read out the team I'd be picking for this week um let's start it off from the back line I'm, I'm going to pick Plowman Wiedering Newman Saad McGovern and Williams across the middle I've got Doherty Cripps and O'Brien and in the four line I've gone Fisher Kerno, Martin the full forwards Owies Mackay and Durden and the midfielders will be DeConning, Kennedy, and Chera. And on the bench, I've got Hewitt, Ed Kerno, Dow, and Kemp. So I've definitely, um, I've definitely made a couple of inter- interesting selections. Uh, for me, I only want the one ruck. I'm happy with Tom DeConning. I don't think we need him and Pinay. I think I'd love to see Silvani um, doing that second ruck role. I love him. He's pretty much like a fourth or on baller for us, so I'm happy with that. Uh, I've, I've picked Plowman. Uh, I just think for now, I didn't really want anyone else really taking that spot because I, I'd rather Doherty playing on the wing, um, and I'd rather Plowman playing the back line than centre field on the wing at this stage, to be honest. I'm just that out on uh, centre field at the moment. So that's what I've picked. I think this year is the year we get it done over Richmond. I think they've been playing some good footy. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about the matchup with their three tools in Rewalt, Bolter and Lynch. I think obviously Weedering will go to Lynch like he uh, has the last two years and he'll definitely give him another bath. Um, whether we put McGovern um, on Bolter or on Rewalt, I'm not too sure. And that third tool, um, look, I've thought, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to play Kemp um as a swingman, I guess. Um, so look, I think Plowman will probably play on one of them. And then if he's not doing too well, they'll probably bring in Kemp. Otherwise, instead of bringing in Kemp, you could have just gone the McDonald 
Um, really just depends how you want to use Kemp. I kind of thought I'd rather play Kemp um, in the back line and one of the one of the three tools um, rather than Oscar McDonald, to be honest. I know McDonald was looking nice in pre-season, but um, for me, I'm really just keen on getting development and games into Brody Kemp, uh, whether it be as a key back or, or as a key forward or a mid-size forward or a on ball or wing wherever you want to play him he's a, he's a top 10 pick and he would have been a top 4 pick if he didn't do his knee so I'm really high on him I think this year um, the key to us winning is, is really going to be stopping Dusty Martin because I feel like whenever he gets a hold of the ball he just runs wild against us and when he starts and the rest of the midfielders start and then I, I feel like they just feel like they can just control the game easy against us like they've done it time and time again so they're comfortable they're just oh Carlton's winning by four goals and then oh right, we'll turn it up and then Dusty will turn it up and then Edwards will turn it up and then Prestia will turn it up and then and they'll just run all over us so I think we just gotta from the get go not let uh, Dusty off the off the rails and I, I really just I really just think that we can beat them this year I, I think they've been playing good football in the preseason but I, I'm tipping us to win by 22 points this week I reckon we're going to win by 22 points. Um, I'm more confident in us making finals this year than, than winning this week. Uh, but, like, I really think that we're going to win this week. I, I do I do believe it. I think it's a long time coming. I think with Doki's first game back after having cancer, I think, I think we're primed. So get ready, Carlton fans. This Thursday night, the Blues to win, and we'll get to talk about it next week. Uh, so enjoy the game, enjoy the weekend, and thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week on the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. Here's your host, Jacob Santa Maria, signing out. Up the Blue Baggers.